This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE. So I'm joined uh, by Claire Nuttall, who is our bureau chief in Southeast Europe and lives in Bucharest. So, Claire, um, it's been a very dramatic few days, weeks indeed, um, and the big protests of some half a million people uh, last weekend had the desired result in so much as the Ordinance 13 has been cancelled and yes. an attempt by the government to sneak it back into Parliament on the Monday um, as a draft law, that was also abandoned, was it not? That's right. What's happening now, I was actually at a briefing at the Foreign Ministry last night, and um, what they said was they still have to amend the legislation. They claim that um, this is required because the the current criminal code isn't in compliance with um, a constitutional court ruling with civil society and um, the people, and also with European institutions, um, the European Commission and the European Parliament. Um, so, um, look, before we go any deeper into this, yeah. can, can you explain to me exactly what is the law, what's the issue here? Um, well, what they what they originally did was they changed the, um, they introduced an emergency decree changing the criminal code. Um, and the key part of that was that they partly decriminalised abuse of office, basically saying that any abuse of office that resulted in damages of less than 200,000 Romanian lei, which is about uh, 45,000 euros, would no longer be a criminal offence. So, so to put um, that in, in perspective, that, that's the cost of a house in Romania, is it not? That's right, yes. So you, they you were legalising yeah. politicians, they're saying they could steal up to the value of a house without prosecution. Yes, exactly. Which is pretty stunning, isn't it? I mean, do they give any sort of justification for why they could, you know, even contemplate such a crazy law? Well, there hasn't been any justification that's satisfied the protesters. I mean, there's there's been various things that, that officials have said. I mean, they've, they've claimed that it stops people being um, prosecuted for, for petty crimes. It's not a problem anyway, is it? No, I mean, there, there doesn't seem to have been any... You know, there have been attempts to justify it, but, but there, there hasn't been anything very convincing. So specifically, I mean, if we step back and look at this, you know, uh, outside the world of spin, um, yes. is, isn't it senior politicians have actually been and are being investigated by the, 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 the National Anti-Corruption Agency, the so-called DNA? And these guys are actually facing prosecution unless this law goes through and that will get them off the hook. So it, it, this is blatantly self-serving, is that right? Yes, I would say that. I mean, the government certainly would deny that, but um, yes, that that's my reading of the situation. Because um, isn't, isn't the Prime Minister or the President, I, I forget which, um, actually facing an investigation at the moment? Um, it's actually the, the the president of the ruling party, the the Social Democratic Party, PSD. Um, he is on trial at the moment for abuse of office, and the damages in that case are um, there. There's something like just over a hundred thousand ron, so well below the two hundred thousand threshold. Um, and and that's one of the things that made that's made people particularly angry because had the decree come into force, um, it wouldn't have been possible to to. Um, to prosecute him. 
but it, it's not just him. I mean, as far as I'm aware, the National Corruption Anti-Corruption Agency, the DNA, um, has used this against over a thousand people. Um, abusive office is one of the the, the common crimes for which people are investigated. So, so where do we stand on the corruption um, issue altogether? I, I talked to Ollie Ryan just after Ukraine, mm. who, who was the EU um, coordinator um, overseeing Ukra- um, Romania's uh, entry into the EU. And at the time, the EU were extremely unhappy because they, they decided to let Romania in. However, it remained horrifically corrupt. It was one of the most corrupt of all of the uh, the accession countries. And the progress towards dealing with that initially was very slow. There was a lot of complaints on the EU side. There were people saying that it shouldn't have been let in. It was too early. However, as far as I understand, that they've made enormous progress in the meantime, and specifically this, this DNA anti-corruption agency and the lady who heads it has actually been extremely effective. And she's gone after, as you, as you mentioned, extremely high-profile people with, without regard to, to influence or anything. She's just you know, gone for the corrupt people at the top. But it's still very corrupt. I mean, where, where do we stand on the issue altogether? Um, well, Romania has certainly um, improved its performance against corruption in the last few years. Um, I mean, if you look at Transparency International's um, Corruption Perception Index, they've risen in the last few years. And I think a couple of years ago, they used to be on a par with um, Bulgaria, Greece and Italy. And now, now they're actually above those countries. I, I'm not I'd, I'd have to double check that. But I think I think they are now um, they have now um moved above those countries um and also the eu's annual reports under the cvm uh, which was introduced to monitor corruption and in the fight against corruption and organized crime in romania and bulgaria uh, they've generally been quite complementary um and it's true that under the new head uh, laura Covesi, uh, the DNA has gone after um, top politicians, influential business people. Um, it even launched an investigation into the last prime minister, Victor Ponta, while he was still in office. Um, so, yeah, it has been unafraid to do that. So it's going um, in the right direction. Yes, I mean, the, there is some controversy over its links to the Romanian Security Service, um, which have caused some concerns. But overall, yes, I mean, it's... it's um, it it's not been afraid to take on high profile influential people and analysts do believe that this is now having a deterrent effect although obviously that's going to take time but it does seem that civil servants are you know they're more they're less likely to break the law they're more aware of that um and so i think it's likely to have a longer term um, benefits for Romania. And there's been pushback as well. I mean, obviously, all these people who are being investigated are the holders of the reins of power. And we, we at B&E have seen it, you know, PR companies and, and um, freelance offers of articles which have specifically focused on, you know, the problems with DNA and its links to the security services. But, I mean, do you get the impression that there's a coordinated PR campaign against the corruption agency trying to undermine its work and is that going to be effective um well i I don't have proof of a coordinated pr campaign but um it's certainly true that there, there have been a lot of articles especially recently um in the international press um which have been critical of um 
of the work of the DNA and of the corruption fight in Romania. Um, and these, I would say, have been stepped up recently. Um, and they're certainly presenting a very different picture from that um, that, that you see from within Romania. Yes, because I mean, the bottom line is, is that the people themselves are not buying any of this. I mean, they're, they're making the point, the perfectly sensible point, that you can't allow politicians any leeway for corruption, because corruption is bad full stop. And that's why yeah. the people came out on the street, isn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think people see this, the the decree, which has now been revoked, they see, saw it very clearly as something that would help politicians who are in power at the moment. And there wasn't it wasn't going to be in any way beneficial to Romania or ordinary Romanians. You could the, the 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 fact that the people came out, and more importantly, that they seem to have won in so much as this decree has been nixed. Um, I mean, you you could take it actually as a positive sign, despite the political turmoil um, that could uh, undermine investors' confidence into Romania. That doesn't seem to have happened. People seem to be looking at this as that the Romania is going in the right direction towards a, a more uh, European-style uh, open democracy where politicians are being held to account and the power of the people, in other words, the democratic power at the street level, is powerful enough to hold the politicians to that because corruption is a, is a problem across the entire region um, and yet none of the other countries that we cover have the people the power to undo some of the more blatant and obvious corrupt schemes, be it in Russia, be it in Ukraine. Would you say that's true? I mean, that the businesses uh, are not unsettled by all this turmoil? Um, yes, very much so. I mean, I think from what I've heard from people I've talked to, there is a little bit of a wait-and-see attitude from businesses. But um, no, I, th I think in general... Um, there, there's a belief that this is a, a sort of affirmation of Romanian support for the um, for the anti-corruption fight and for for a wish on the part of many Romanians, especially kind of young, urban, educated people, um, that they want to move forward. They want to be a modern European democracy. They don't want to go back to the, the bad old days of um, corruption that, that we saw, you know, in the years immediately after the, the fall of communism. The fight is sort of over in so much as the, the, the decree and the draft law have been nixed. However, the people are still on the street. And as far as I understand it, the demands have changed from very specific repeal this particular decree to more general get rid of this corrupt sort of oligarchy of, of, uh, of political leaders we've had. But the government was only elected in December. It's only a month older. So, you know, is this transforming into some sort of Maidan scenario, which, again, that started with a specific deal about Ukraine joining uh, the... or moving closer to Europe and metamorphosized into, let's just get rid of the corrupt Yanukovych regime. Because the people are going to be on the street again this weekend, aren't they, in large numbers? Uh, that's right. I mean, I don't think the numbers are going to be quite as large as last weekend. Which when, was up to uh, a half a million or so, wasn't it? Yes, acro across the country. I mean, there were 300,000 in Bucharest, uh, Victory Square, and there, there are over half a million across the country. I mean, I think one of the issues is that um, this isn't altogether over yet. I mean, the government has backed down, but the people don't trust the government. They they still think that there's a possibility this could come in, in some form or 
or another sort of through the back door. Um, the law in Romania is very complex. It's very easy to sort of tinker with um, small clauses and alter the meaning of, um, of a piece of legislation. So they, they don't trust the government. Um, it, it won't... It's not altogether over yet. Um, so what, what are, are the demands now? I mean, if they come back onto the square, what exactly are they demanding? Or they, um, they're just bolstering their position and saying, you know, this this law should never come back, or what exactly? Yes. Well, I think firstly they they want to make sure the government knows that they're they're watching them. They haven't, um, you know, the fact that the government at least appears to have backed down um, doesn't mean that they're going to drop this. They they want to make absolutely sure this isn't ever going to come in in any form. Um, And secondly, they believe that the government's lost all um, credibility and even isn't legitimate because basically what they've done... After a month in office. This is after a month or two months in office. Well, what they're saying is the fact that they did bring in this... um, they did try to do this um, this legislation that would effectively make stealing from the state legal it means that the government has has really forfeited its right to rule. But rule, but it's true. I mean, they have only been in for a month. Um, the government is adamant that it's not going to step down. Um, even the president who supports has supported the the protest has said that it's um, he doesn't favour a change of government. He says it's up to the current government to clear up the mess that it's made. And um, do do you think that I mean there's there's some heads have rolled already, wasn't that the the justice minister has already resigned? That's right. He resigned yesterday. Um, my understanding is that the government is hoping this is enough. Um, I mean, he was the uh, author of this bill, his or his ministry was, so he was the obvious person to get rid of. Um, but they're saying that the government certainly isn't going to resign like on mass and. Um, there isn't any sign at present that other people are going to step down. Um, so the protesters obviously aren't happy about that. I, it's not enough for them that the justice minister resigned. So, Claire, um, the big protests are scheduled for this weekend. The crowds are going to be slightly smaller, but you're going to be out there at Victory Square yourself? Uh, yes, definitely. I'm going to be out there, and so will Carmen Simeon, um, who's a BNE Intel News reporter, also based in Bucharest. Um, so, and we've... We can follow you on the the BNE and Telenews uh, Twitter feed um, if anything dramatic happens. Yes, absolutely. We'll be posting photos and videos and updates from the um, protests. Great. Well, be careful. I hope it doesn't get too cold. Yes, it's um, it's forecast to go down to minus 11 tonight, but I think people will still be out in, in large numbers. Crikey. Okay, Claire, lovely to talk to you. All the best. Okay, thanks.